0: heaven
1: no it's iowa ben i got a great idea for the podcast
0: yeah it's, i think i heard i think it's gonna be an exciting new development for
1: podcast listeners but you tell them eric you know how like vinyl is really big right now oh yeah I, retro. Think, I think we should just print our podcasts on vinyl
0: I, and I've, I've actually reached out to somebody who can do it, and and they do great work. They do fantastic work. There is one problem. Though. What's the problem? Well, they don't. You know that the, the how vinyl has a little hole in the middle. Uh huh. They, they they don't punch the little hole. You've got to you got to punch the hole yourself. And if you don't do it right, it can be a little bit wobbly. But other than that, this company is just fantastic.
1: So if you punch a hole in them, you'd have a good time.
0: Oh yeah. I mean yeah. Again, yeah, the the record would wobble. Would be a bit uneven. But uh, you get some you get some great podcasts. See, out
1: What would you say if you started listening to it and it sounded all weird?
0: What happened? We're talking a mighty wind on the pot of dreams. Finally in the news tonight, the music world mourns the death of folk music icon Irving Steinblum. Steinblum managed the careers of the Main Street singers, the Folksmen, and Mitch and Mickey. The only fitting tribute that that we could come up with was a memorial concert. I'd like
1: to think that Mitch would agree to do this, because I already said yes.
0: Where else could we have such an event the town hall we're very pleased to be having the folk people here the acoustics are, are just perfect
1: well there's a puppy in the right you of went to the record store you knew that the new folksman album would be one, one word one title hitchin' uh, ramblin' singin' but uh, they had no uh,
0: they had no hole in the center of the records. and, uh, and you know, If you punched a the hole part in part. him, you'd have a good time. Yeah. It's just that kind of My dad, Fred Knox, was an original Main Street singer. He's a dead person now, but he, when he was alive, he was so happy. There had been abuse in my family, uh,
1: but it was mostly musical in nature. There's a kiss at the end of the rainbow. I must say, I was in awe of Mitch and Mickey. <laughs> Who was it?
0: Mitch was mysterious and intense. I don't remember much. Uh... We are so excited
1: to be part of this project. Oh,
0: absolutely. It's something of a challenge for me because I don't like folk
1: music. Oh, me too. Quick plug, all I'm Mike LaFontaine, owner and founder of High Class Management. Whoops.
0: <laughs> I had a hit that you might have heard of, Hürde Legit Little woman. Which means, how's it hanging, Grandma?
1: Those are lights hanging
0: up there? Yes, those are lights. Could they and fall? And that's a ceiling above us. Excuse me, I must be full. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, like that, that wire? I see a wire, I see a Ow! I feel ready for a voyage on this magnificent
1: vessel. I love Mitch. What if we see sailfish? Bye.
0: Hello, everybody. Hello, 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 hello. I'm Ben, along with Eric. This is the Pot of Dreams. If you listen, we will we're, pod.
1: We're the new Main Street singers here.
0: The the new Main Street Pod of Dreams. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um I, I picked this movie for a bunch of reasons, but one, I needed a little bit of a palate cleanser after David Lynch as much as I, I love David Lynch. Sometimes you, you you need to counterbalance a little bit of the darkness. Now there's a lot we could talk about, but I have two questions for you. Two big questions. This is a, a mockumentary about folk music. So, did you like the music and did you laugh?
1: Two huge questions. I laughed a lot. I thought this movie was very funny. Okay, that's a good sign. The music was interesting. I, I was actually very blown away. I think almost all of the actors actually played the instruments, yep. which was oh, yeah. crazy. Even like Jane Lynch was playing, like, shredding guitar wasn't a lot of shredding. But what's folk music. There's not a lot of shredding in both right. music. But she was hitting all the chords like she was playing guitar. Not that, you know, she can't. It just it surprised me that every actor in this movie, even uh younger lady. I can't remember her name off the top. She was just in um, Boa's Afraid. She was in the Mariah Carey sex scene. But um, Parker Posey. Parker Posey. Yeah. She yeah, was in this okay. movie, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's uh, the uh, drug who joins the New yeah. Man Street Singers. Right. Yeah, Her dad was. The, he's the dead guy. Yeah. Even she played guitar. Yeah, I was very impressed. Uh, did I like the songs? I mean, they were kind of funny folk songs. I think they were intentionally funny. I oh, don't yeah, know they're, if they,
0: they were riffing on folk music. Yeah. They were having fun with it. And they there weren't quite parody, but they are goofy <laughs> versions of a folk song. Sure.
1: I didn't... Honestly, I did not get anything that Eugene Levy, Levy was doing in this movie. Didn't understand it. Didn't make sense to me. Was he trying to be Bob Dylan? I think... <laughs> So was he handicapped? Was I think he, he was autistic.
0: I think he was autistic. That's my best guess. I was also a little bit confused, but he's very literal in a way that I thought maybe he's just supposed to be autistic and everybody treats him as this genius, but he's really, I mean, he is a genius, I guess maybe, but he's also just being literal. Like, um, towards the end, right? Uh, the, they're, they're going to have, they have the song. They're about to sing the song, Eugene Levy and Catherine a kiss. Yep. And she reads the poem that he wrote her um, when he was in the hospital. And he says, I a drink of water. And I think he meant it literally. Everybody assumed he was joking. But I think he was just saying, I wanted a glass of water. And everybody reads it as a joke. Right. Because he's very literal, I think. And even his albums after he goes solo are like. I love those album covers. Where he's like, yeah, in a, very dark. <laughs> oh, yes, he, he goes very dark. That was my only. That's that's it. Otherwise, it's just a weird quirk. But I assume he's just very high functioning
1: autistic. Also, the beginnings of Shit's Creek, right? Those two, her. Uh,
0: well, they're all SCTV alums, so they, they came out of Canada, um, in like the eighties. They worked with John Candy a long time ago. Again, before they started her, getting him and their...
1: Catherine O'Hara are like the Shit's Creek husband yeah, yeah, and wife yeah. as well. Okay. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I know they're both in Shit's Creek, but they've worked together a long time, predating even this. Uh, well, by a long shot, this. Um, so yeah, I mean they they go back. A lot of these people go back quite a bit, quite a bit. But yeah, no, I was impressed by even if you didn't like the songs, they're really trying to like. We really want to accurately create folk songs that sound like real folk songs. Even if the lyrics are kind of goofy and they're a little little ratcheted up for the humor. Here's my problem
1: with this movie. Uh-oh. I had one. I had one issue. Well, two issues. First issue is the, the, when the spinal tap guys are on screen it's just fire. It's so good, it's hilarious. They're just so funny. That when we cut to I'm you, not
0: sure if you mean you, Michael McKean, Christopher Guest and correct. Henry Shearer the Spokesman is the is the group yeah. in the movie. Got it. Okay. <laughs>
1: And when you cut to the the other groups, I mean, including Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy, like there's just it's like a step down. Now they try, and like Jane Lynch has obviously gone on to do things that Michael Higgins or something like that. The he's been in like every fucking movie. Um, he's great, but other than the Fred Willard stuff, and we'll talk Fred Willard because he if we haven't done a movie where a guy steals a movie like Fred Willard steals this movie, uh, I don't know what he is on when they made this movie, but. It, absolutely hilarious. you haven't seen best in the show so um is he is he better in best in show than he is in this
0: it's yeah, look I, I like best in show more than this movie I, I think this movie's good and i enjoy it but i think best in show is, is up a notch i mean,
1: but, I, it's, but, just, I mean it's the same time <laughs> <laughs> so so okay put it so, He's so a of friends in the shower room <laughs> folk yeah. audiences hated that joke <laughs> yeah so imagine Honestly. the same performance, but this
0: time he's the host of the Westminster Dog Show. I it, it's great, it's great, uh, it's the same kind of. Performance. And I imagine
1: it was all made up. Like none of those were written lines. He was probably just riffing completely. Oh, no, there's a lot of. Like, like, the, the, the what happened? Like the, all the catchphrases. I bet he just completely made up any of those. What do you say? I was the first person to say like, "You can't do that." Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Yeah, no, he's he's
0: incredible. He he ratchets up the comedy, and as he's describing this horrible-sounding sitcom from the
1: seventies, he spits out like, the water. He's like, "Oh, I guess that was full." <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, he's like, "Oh, the show was canceled after a year," and then it like cuts to a newspaper girl. Show was canceled for just a total lack of interest. Um, and yeah, well, yeah, that's, like,
1: that's how you start a cold audience. <laughs> that's it was okay. That's, that's how you start a cold audience. Yeah, he just and he can't let it go. He's just
0: constantly trying to bring him back. Um, no, he's, he's incredible. He, uh, of up to like three or four times I laughed pretty loudly. I think three of them were his. And then one the end, was Michael the end scene,
1: the, the, with the Supreme Court judge. Oh, that show. It sounds so, <laughs> so nobody is pitched to the studio. He's like, well, they didn't really like the baby thing. They weren't being judgmental, but <laughs> <laughs> of course they didn't like it. There's just babies with human adult heads on them. But then it yeah. goes with the Supreme Court ideas. Like, like, oh, oh the judgment, nine. yeah. Like I thought there were more than nine. I guess we lost some along been, the no, way. It must have been budget cuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if it was a budget thing or...
0: And then it, it's just like the worst sounding show. They're just sitting <laughs> in that, the courtroom, just like one person's knitting and it's just making mugging the camera. And then they all get together and play music at the end of the day. It's like, just sounds... Oh, it's... It's too dumb to actually exist, but it's close enough to being real that you're like, ooh, maybe a coked-out executive might have liked this. You're like, ooh, somebody would have considered this idea in the like late 90s, early 2000s. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those guys were all on SNL um, in, like, 1985 or 6 or something like that. Uh, they were great, and that's where they first did the folksmen. They didn't want to do Spinal Tap again, so they did the folksmen as a bit. And, again, I think it was – maybe it was 84, somewhere in the mid-'80s. Um and they were great. I mean, I saw them perform on Conan, and then they all, as the as the characters, chatted with Conan O'Brien afterwards, and it was very funny. They're very. I love good when they were
1: pitching the like weird ass song, and then they're just like that just doesn't even make sense. <laughs> it's like the beginnings of time and uh, cult shit, and they're just like I, I'm just not understanding it. Like just the, when they have the banter between the three of them. Yeah, okay, well, well that like was.
0: The, well, that was. Yeah, I mean, in the car when they're driving around, it's like, oh, you have a map, but it's not in the car. you're just <laughs> yeah, gonna study it, it was, academically? Later. Like, <laughs> yeah. Study it academically later. <laughs> yeah. I'm not
1: giving you any grief, but like when they're giving each other shit, they're just. It's top comedy, I think. Yeah, they're great. I mean, that that's so. Because they're, they're not that, mean. They're not mean to each other too. That's they're like so nice to each other, but they're also still razzing the shit out of each other. It's perfect.
0: Oh yeah, let's not point fingers about the song. Like, let's not, <laughs> yeah. I don't think any finger yeah, pointing is not gonna help you. Yeah,
1: finger pointing is not gonna help us here. It's like, I got a bold idea. We just come out and do the same song. So, have you been listening for the last ten minutes? And
0: he's do like, you want,
1: yeah, we, want the we, toothpaste, or do you want the like a toothpaste commercial? We can't just do the same song. The audience would just honestly be and confused. And Catherine here
0: is is just playing it sweet more than comedically. Kind of thing is that she's just a lot more sincere. And some of the comedy doesn't land. The guy that's Captain O'Hara's husband doesn't quite work. I don't know what um,
1: the catheter shit. Yeah, that. I mean, it was kind of funny where she was at the convention singing her Volk song. Like uh, the juxtaposition of that was just a little funny. But
0: sure. Oh, sure. But and then um, God, what's her name? Stifler's mom. I can't think of the actor's name. Okay. Jennifer. So,
1: okay, that was problem number two. Yeah, that was problem it's number like, two. What's me. going on here? Last, I think last episode we covered that there are a few actors I just don't care for. Jennifer Coolidge is at the top of my list of actors. Just don't care for anything she does. I don't find it funny. I don't even understand if it's suppo- – I don't think she understands what she's doing. I think it's one of those things they just parade her out there and she just – acts crazy and thinks that's that uh, that's hilarious and people i didn't know her accent it. was
0: it was it eastern european and the, the was like she she's supposed to be latina up.
1: i don't know it Yeah, was, i couldn't tell I, it went from like i didn't like it i didn't like I, it I, I
0: didn't either no it was it was bad it, it like it brought the movie to a halt it was the worst it was it was the worst part um i mean i could i hair was kind of in a different movie but i thought her performance was good it just wasn't quite on the comedic Well, I mean, I guess I agree that it wasn't on the well, comedic Well, there
1: color, was – I mean, there was some – she's the emotional center, you know, where they kiss right. and they're, they're sort of reconnecting relationship.
0: Yeah, there's an undercurrent of sentimentality yeah. that, and th- that she's really responsible for. She does all the heavy lifting of the emotion. Yeah, because Eugene really. Levy is like a And an the new major are the zaniest stuff. I got some chuckles out of them. The weird color vibration stuff. We worship color. Any old person from the 89th dimension or whatever –
1: I didn't didn't connect to that.
0: Oh, it didn't, was very didn't do stupid. I, mean, I want like, a little more.
1: There's the one line where he's like, "I was abused musically mostly. <laughs> I was abused as a child mostly through music." I was, I got a chuckle out of that, but.
0: But yeah, I mean, I, one of the things I wanted was a little bit more flushed out for some of the stuff. It's like, so in like a Judd Apatow movie, he doesn't cut anything. The movies are like two and a half hours long. He he just stuffs it with all the improv that he thought was so funny to shoot, and a lot of it doesn't work. This is really trimmed. This is an hour and a half. This is like get in, get out and does not linger. I wanted a little bit more. Certainly more folksmen, but I would have wanted more of everything. I just wanted to a movie about bit. the
1: folksmen. That's all I, that's all I wanted.
0: He would have just wanted a folksmen, or the folksmen the the spinal tap version of the folksmen yeah. basically. Yep. And cut out all the
1: <laughs> extra album stuff. covers. It's like all one word. It's like free free in or jump in or whistling. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Good stuff.
0: Oh, it was. Well, so, I, I, yeah, I mean, you didn't like the movie, but I guess you – I don't know how – do you like folk music in general? Do you like oh, I love folk. Yeah.
1: So that was one of the funny things about it is, like, there was this also joke when they did their performance, the concert, where, like, the, they cut to the crowd, and the crowd's, like, sort of, like, not into it. And there was the one guy's brother – so the movie centers around – the producer of these three bands dies, right? Longtime producer. And his son puts on this concert for his yep. dad. It's like a tribute concert. But his his other kids, like he has another son and a daughter, they're not super into it. And his one son in particular does not care for this folk right. music. And they cut to him a few times, and he's just like completely bored. Right. But th- I thought what was funny is like this type of music, like Mumford and Sons and shit like that is like super popular. Like hipster music now would – play really well like this shit would be really popular now you know with like a hipster audience so i i, I like that kind of music i i really do i i'm a big sure. folk fan
0: okay all right good i didn't i i assume you thought there was just insufficient shredding and in folk to like well, it. you know
1: there's i i uh, appreciate the musicianship and songwriting i mean I love bob dylan how do you not love bob dylan I'm
0: Dylan. I'm not. I don't have the the. I, I'm not as fiercely into guitar shredding as you are. You are the most into shredding of anybody I know. You, you just like a good. I, mean, I like a good shredding.
1: guitar shredding, but it's not the only thing I like.
0: Oh, Okay. All right. Good. Well. Good. I, that that my I, I
1: contain multitudes.
0: Good. All right. Good. I'm glad. Um. I mean, I I was impressed with all the music. I, I liked it all. I mean, even the the new Main Street singers. Like it's just over the top cheese, and it's supposed to be, and that's kind of the, what the group's going for. And I liked. I like some of the settings, right? The, the new mainstream singers are singing it like an amusement park as people just walk by and a yeah. few people like linger and watch. And it's like, yeah, I got, got glimmers of spinal tap. um, But it, it was, I mean, they, they just spent so much effort trying to get stuff to feel right. I mean, the from the NPR production, it, it's just spot on. Um, I mean, they just have these little moments. The guy, Ed Beagley, who's watching series, like what if we had a big crane shot, you know? Yeah. He's pulled some crazy really
1: nice. shit. Yeah, he's like, oh, I can make a couple but, phone calls." <laughs> that that would be nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd like,
0: be no, really we don't cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't have a crane. Yeah. <laughs> no, right, like, don't we don't have, have a crane.
1: There's in a fan outside in a PBS truck. Right. Like we have
0: no budget for a crane.
1: Um. I didn't get his jokes. Of, was he supposed to be Jewish? Like oh. he was Swedish and may, saying all the like Jewish phrases. I is that I didn't get the humor there.
0: Was a uh, they were just overstating how Jewish he was? I think that he was just. But he he's from Jewish
1: Sweden or something like that. Well,
0: there are Swedish Jews, I believe, unless uh, th- I, as far as I understand. Um, but I mean, he was told them, like I was. Gibbled. I mean, he was just doing all the Jewish terms. It was fine. Those jokes didn't really land with me, but that's what I think they were going for. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, not all. I mean, this is improv, and so not every joke lands. No. Then there's right. patches yeah. where like Take stuff should get hit. Yeah, you're putting shots um, up. I mean, but then they, but it comes fast enough that I mean, I liked the transition to the '70s, like they, like oh, we broke up the band and then we opened a, a shop in San Francisco and it was a porn shop, you know, and apparently where Jane Lynch is going to end up working someday before she joins the New Main Street Singers. But it was just, got yeah, the fidelity to all the the experience, and it, it seemed like it was done by people who genuinely like folk music, even if they're poking fun at it. Um, they really enjoyed it, and they captured, so,
1: like, the feel of... Christopher the Guest directed this, right? Yeah. And did he also write it? I'm just here looking he at He co-wrote it. it with Eugene Levy. Eugene yeah. Levy, right. Okay, so they created all of these bands and probably wrote all the songs, right? Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. And they,
0: and, and they come up with, like, concepts for the, the narrative. They don't write out specific scenes, but they're like, this character has these yeah, kind of Yeah, there's not, like, this a
1: screenplay for the no, whole... No, but there's,
0: like, here's the template. Here's the kind of character yeah. you have. Now go with it. Like, here's the baseline.
1: Um like Jane Lynch's whole story, like I, I bet she made most of that up, but I th- I thought that was pretty funny. She's pretty you know, great I, this one.
0: I don't know. I, I mean I like all the performances ex- except Jennifer Coolidge is the only one I actively dislike. And not all of them work or land super well, but I I, I like everyone, even the small guy who's like, could I maybe take the uniform off? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like when you get six, you could take it off. <laughs> it's like, well, I've been wearing it for a month. It's like
0: just just these little moments. I want a little bit more because that guy when Jane Lynch and, and the, the – uh, I can't think of the actor's name, uh, but they're doing some weird color ritual. Higgins.
1: Uh, Higgins. John Michael Higgins or something John like that. John Michael Higgins, yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, when they're doing that, he's, like, staring at them. And it's super uncomfortable. Like, I wanted that flushed out a little more. Give me a little bit more about how people feel about these each other in this big band. Like, you know, in your band that big, there's probably – you're going to have some people that don't like each other because it's, like, 11 people or however big it was um a little bit more of the tension that's kind of suppressed by the powers that be to make it fit into this this wanted a little bit more of that um but i mean this is it's pitch perfect i if you like this movie it sounds like you at least liked it even if you didn't yeah, love it you i really liked it, liked it. i enjoyed
1: it you, quite a bit. you really ought to check out best and show well um, I, I, I mean think. i love spinal Tap. Spinal taps f- phenomenal so oh, did christopher guest not direct spinal tap because isn't that rob, rob, reiner? rob reiner
0: directed that one but they were a big creative part of it. Obviously, they came up with a concept and they helped develop it. But it was actually directed by Rob Reiner.
1: Because it's <laughs> literally like the first sort of mockumentary movie ever, like where maybe the concept I, I don't of know. where you're talking to the camera and it's it's a documentary. This it's, it's it's what's interesting because uh, documentary now a show. I don't know if you've ever seen. It's the
0: first episode. Absolutely hilarious.
1: I love that show, but that show is literally just like documentaries that are funny. This this kind of crosses the line because it's not a documentary. There's no like narrative to it. It just all of a sudden kicks in, and there there is a camera following people, and then they're doing this sort of confessional cutting in between those. But there's no real. It's not like a documentary at all in any real sense. It's there's no start and end to it other than it's just sort of the narrative of it's the movie. It's structured
0: like a documentary. Uh, you know, it could, I
1: mean... Only it, it, in that there's like voiceover and then it cuts to the confessional, but there's no overarching story to it. I mean, it's... Well, the so thing it's who's, about
0: a reunion. Who's, it's filming just
1: about the, the, who's filming it? We don't ever see or well, that's, there's no reference to the camera That's true, that's true but it's still structured crew. like a documentary. Yeah, we don't know
0: who's shooting it or why, but it's it's like like, a
1: magical thing where it's a documentary. We're just documenting this reunion
0: concert. That's what we're doing. We're, we're seeing the start to finish. You get the cutaways. These are, they're exactly like you've seen documentary, right? To newspaper articles, photographs, callbacks, like here's going to zoom into this. as this person's talking it's, it's totally hits the format. Um, It culminates in a concert. We even get the after you get that little epilogue. Like, okay, we see the concert and then, the camera crew falls back. But a there's no later.
1: documentarian. You know what no, I mean? It's, no, of
0: course not. That's the fictional part. Yeah. Um, It doesn't exist in real world, but this could this could be a documentary. I mean, I, I've seen these documentaries that are very structured very similar to this. You, you hear, oh, here's the beginning. Yeah, reunion con- are, it's about
1: a reunion concert or and something we like We talked about yeah. the
0: social impact and how things dissolved. And um, Yeah, we were spread a little bit thin, trying to cover three groups, I guess. I mean, that that's fair.
1: That would be my one complaint is we didn't need the three groups. Just do the one group. You can still have those characters kind of inter intermingle in between this main story, but we we didn't need three groups.
0: But the improv is so spot out. Even when the folksmen are like meeting each other, like, oh, look at these fellas. I think I've worked with your sons before. <laughs> it's just like yeah. dorky humor that those characters would have amongst each other, right? Like just just the kind of yeah. jokes that they would make, not necessarily because we're in a movie meant like, haha, we're trying to make it. like, this is just the kind of stuff they would say. I
1: didn't think the transgender joke worked all that well. I don't know.
0: I mean, they stuck to it. When they did sure. the Conan appearance, yeah. he stayed cross-dressing. Oh, really? Did he? Yeah, okay. he, he whatever Marlene or whatever the name was. Um, I mean, they, they played it as authentically as possible. I saw two guys trying to be as supportive as they could, despite the fact that they clearly hated it. Um, he's like, oh, it's almost poetic. And Christopher is almost. <laughs>
1: yeah, almost. Almost. <laughs> yeah, because it's like all of a sudden they have this big sort of new found fame, and then he comes out as a woman is you know that would be a challenge i think
0: and he has of course the joke is that he's the big bassy voice right he does all right. the bass lines and uh, the i didn't chops. understand
1: that what does he say in that song the e oh like what eat what are you talking that? about eat at joe's is that what he says eat at joe's
0: yes it says eat at joe's but the sign the, the in the in the fictional world of the song the j isn't flashing right it's like think of a shitty fluorescent sign but the j doesn't light up so flashes eat uh, at oh okay. the joke is that all the j right. doesn't light up
1: yeah because is isn't that the song where they go through and talk about all the things that are at the restaurant or something like that
0: eventually they're gonna say you can get this stuff this stuff yeah. yes all the kinds of food that they have yes um but then they do the, the barnyard song which does have e-i-e-i-o in it i think or whatever like the barnyard where are my cows oh, yeah all the
1: different yeah and they have the audience yeah, that was weird i didn't didn't gel with that, I don't.
0: Know. Well, I didn't gel with it either. It looked odd. i was
1: I'd be annoying. It was somewhat Raffy esque. Did you ever listen to Rafi or have your kids listen to Rafi? Oh yeah,
0: I yeah. remember Raffy. I mean, from he was the big time folk, 80s,
1: folk music, you know. But it, that like turns into that sort of kids' music then.
0: But at Borderlines, do you know who Ray Stevens is? K- Cat Stevens? No, Ray Stevens, not Cat oh. Stevens. Oh, Different guy. No,
1: no I Ray don't Stevens.
0: Know. He did these like goofy. Um, Kitschy joke song. My grandpa was really receiving receiving. So he's like, uh, they had a song called The Streak. Oh, yes, they call him The Streak. Whee-hoo! It's about a streaker, song about a squirrel getting loose in church, and these kind of just goofy joke songs. It reminded me of those. Um, Very, very, very similar. Um, No, I mean, it's it's a mockumentary. You, I suppose you we have like
1: Little Dicky now that does joke songs, you know?
0: I've not What's seen that saying? show,
1: but. Well, he's, he's like a rapper too. He has, he? Oh, has a okay. record, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just saying that's not a genre that's really big anymore. You know, the, no, they're
0: not really kitschy, corny, joke funny, songs.
1: funny joke songs. You know,
0: yeah, they don't. They don't Adam they, Sandler
1: was kind of the king of that. You know, his oh for sure, were huge. his
0: his records were yes very yeah. big in the 90s for sure. Oh, yeah, all my friends had it and listened to his stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, and this is also style. Like, so we had The Office, which did the whole documentary thing, and The Office tried really hard to justify. Why it was a documentary for a while?
1: Well, after a while, but for most of like the first couple seasons, it really didn't make any sense what was happening. Like they did, they did eventually kind of talk about how they were making a documentary about that office. But
0: there's some most- in the earlier seasons where they acknowledge and they talked to the camera crews a little bit. And at one point, the camera crew doesn't get to go back into a hospital, so it's there. But my point is that yeah, this was a style that's popularized, and now it's it's there in TV, but it's not in movies. I can't think of the last movie that was kind of like this. You, you mentioned documentary now, but I can't think of the last time we had a mockumentary movie. Well,
1: like parks and rec was even further. Like they, there was no reference to the fact that it no, was they, like, they got I, rid of the pretense yeah, completely. Yeah. They
0: didn't try. Like, we're just going to copy the style and that's yeah. fine. Style no, works. It
1: works fine with me. Yeah. The style works for sure. I, I
0: don't need you to totally justify it in reality. In the same way. Like if I'm seeing, you know a, what they should do a handheld movie, I don't need the camera to have been found. A million by dollar else. idea.
1: Million dollar date. Okay. They should Maybe do this a for mo- free. A Marvel version of this, with all the Marvel characters, where they're like talking to the camera, and you know, referencing like a battle with Thanos, and like, you know, not have action edge, just have them talk. Think uh, I think work? Uh,
0: I I would love to see this. Kevin Feige is not going to allow that. I'm sorry, Kevin Feige just he just Somebody told him about it just now, and he murdered that idea.
1: That, that sounds way too risky for Marvel. It's better than the dumb shit they're doing now, right?
0: You're preaching to the choir, Reverend. I, I would much rather see your... I think it would work. Document, fake documentary about Marvel with characters like Bic- bickering, well, kind of getting on each so other shit.
1: In the first Spider-Man movie, which I think... a Spider-Man Homecoming, right? Yes. Oh, okay, sure. The ha- first half of that movie starts with him filming the civil war battle where he like, he's, he's got it on his phone and it's like cutting right. back and forth. He's just like doing a tick. Oh my God. Basically. I'm
0: watching the Avengers. What's yeah. He's on, like, puts his
1: phone. He's hold on. I, and then he, I gotta go fight captain America. He puts his phone down and then he's like, Oh man, captain America just like kicked my ass. Like, and then he's jumping back and the John Favreau's coming over to his room. Like that, that's kind of, it's kind of that version of it. I think that works really well. It's like, from my perspective, one of the best Spider-Man sequences like that's ever come out is that, that part. Okay. Anyways, we're go- going far from. No, it's minor. fine. I, I like
0: your idea. I like. I would like Marvel to take risks and do weird, different things, including make a fake documentary with characters bickering and arguing about stuff for just an hour. Like and a, a documentary
1: ago. about the battle with Thanos, and like no, no CGI. Them, no, it's just them talking about what happened, and like yeah, sure. You know, news coverage. I'd love that. cut in. I'd love that.
0: Oh, absolutely, I'd love that. Sounds great. you convinced me. I wanna wanna watch it. Um. Bring back like, talk, old
1: Captain America. He's like, talk,
0: talk to Kevin Feige, get it approved. I, I will go right. see it in theater. They they can get my money. Um, no, I, I love it. No, I, I like this genre. It's it's tough to pull, but Christopher Guest does it so accurately. I mean, Best in Show is is this kind of movie, but it's a documentary. So
1: what what other movies are? So Best in Show, Spinal Tap, which this? is about a, the Westminster
0: Dog Show, mm-hmm. which is great, and then Waiting for Guffman, which I've not seen. I mean, I hadn't seen this are one. are good before things either. about it. Yeah, it's it's a play on there's an old play called Waiting for a Godot, which is about these characters sitting around waiting for somebody called Godot who never shows up. Spoiler alert. Um, so these characters interact. I have no idea what what goes on in Waiting for Guffman, but it's a, a version of that. Um, but these waiting for Guffman
1: was his first directorial debut. Wait, no, that can't be right. I, thought uh, it was
0: later. I could be wrong. I thought Waiting for yeah, Guffman. C- was- well,
1: did this movie come out in 2003? Yes, it, it did. OK, yeah. So, yeah. Waiting for Guffman is his first 1996.
0: Oh, see, so. OK, waiting for Guffman. Oh, you're right. OK, I see his way off. Thought it was later.
1: And um, almost heroes. Chris Farley's last movie was his follow up as director. You know, what's funny. is Christopher Guest is in uh, A Few Good Men. He's like the doctor, the lactic acidosis.
0: Uh, oh, he's in a lactic
1: acidosis. And he's like not funny at all in that movie. No, he's a, a serious actor. Yeah. He's
0: in um, The Princess Bride. He's the guy with six fingers in Princess Bride. That's Christopher Gibson. Oh Getz, he? yeah.
1: So he's wow, in he stuff. Looks so different in that. Hey, movie. He's a guy
0: who can really transform and do stuff. Yeah. Um
1: so I mean the all-time greatest joke I think in the history of movie is the turning it to eleven on the on the speaker. Like I think one of the funniest jokes ever written.
0: Oh, for your consideration. I've seen that. Okay. Which is I mean, his last one that's really like he's got four movies that are really in this same kind of style, the mockumentary um for your consideration was okay it wasn't horrible but it was of the three i've seen it's by far the weakest it's not one i'd recommend i, I would recommend okay. heavily best in show for you
1: do you like best uh, in show more than spinal tap
0: no no spinal tap's just about perfect best in show is great um it's got jennifer coolidge in a role you probably would oh, like it's not geez. as bad as it's not as bad as this one this one's worse um you, but eugene levin katherine o'hara play a married couple and they're they're great uh, the whole thing, it's and it's about you know the absurdity of pet ownership and oh man, another scene I, I really liked when uh, the guy guys on stage worried about the set. I can't think of his his name, but the the son right, he's putting on the show. Yeah, he's like, what are those? Those two. Guys? I see wires on the ceiling. He's like, oh, and the the guy who you know runs the venue is like, oh yes, and that's a ceiling above us. Um, and it ends up slapping him. It's like that that got me to giggle. Um, it's just yeah, just it was so like what's the,
1: the he calls him uh what did he call him. He said, no, they're set, they're, uh, oh, what do you call them, costumes or something like that? What did he call the de- decorations? He's like, they're not decorations. They're part of the set. Right. And he's like, well, why is, it, why is it flat? He's like, well, from the back, it looks three-dimensional. He's like, no, it shouldn't be flat. It'd be right next to a 3D. That's an actual, was that an
0: actual lamppost?
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> at
0: one point I think it was. Can a real object be next to one that's flat? And My only the problem eye?
1: with that scene is it was clearly like green screen. I don't know why they couldn't film it in the orchestra hall, but they must not have been able to get it that day or something. But oh, it looked it, really fake.
0: Oh, sure. Okay, fair enough. I didn't notice that, but it would stand out. A movie that, that for the most part is shooting real things really accurately. Uh, anything that's faked is really, really Because they, mu-
1: I mean, they must have filmed it in that orchestra hall because oh, yeah. you know we see it. They just, for whatever reason, that's that scene, they must not have had it or something.
0: No, I mean, the characters just, they perform. Uh, when the, the guy paradis- sings
1: Ava Maria, like, behind him it looks really fake.
0: Oh, okay. I, I like the, the acoustics
1: in here are great. And then he starts singing.
0: Yes. He, he, yes, he dreamed of being a singer, but instead he runs the, the stage,
1: and the, the building. Um, but yeah, I don't think we, have we talked to Fred Willard enough? Have we, have we given it justice?
0: Well, if anybody's seen, I mean, if anybody's seen anchorman if anybody's yeah. seen best in show he alone probably is worth the price of admission for this movie. you will yeah, read
1: the copy as it's written miss corningstone like it's just his voice is
0: no he's just he's instantly goofy and absurd yeah. like i could never see him in a dramatic role like it wouldn't work i couldn't no. take him seriously but in this like it's just instant comedy just like this guy is such a doofus and just also brazenly confident right he's like both dumb and confident, which can be a, a great co- toxically hilarious yeah. comedic mix. Um, and everybody around him, he's talking, he's talking at the uh, who shot
1: the deputy. It
0: wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> um and you can just and everybody reacts to him seriously you see the deputy yeah mayor, the mayor like, answered the
1: thing and he just like he, he wasn't meant to speak at all but he just you can just of, see that he he's just pushes annoyed his way in there and gives
0: this whole speech it a <laughs> yes. rambling insane speech <laughs> yes. that nobody cares about but everybody's too polite to like stop him right and so everybody just takes it no it's, it's great because everybody but most part, reacts to him normally um no it's really good stuff so well, one, I'm, I'm glad that I got another movie that you liked. Um, I'm happy to. That this is one you haven't seen before, so I'm glad that I at least found something that's a, a generally a thumbs up for for Eric Lane. Um, and I would say, yeah, I, I'm going to need to watch Waiting for Guffman. Um, it's the last of the of the four that I haven't seen. But this one this is really good. It's not quite as good as Best in Show, but it's it, – it, it, it I, I like the music a lot. I liked it more than you. I enjoy it because, to me, it felt – it was very much – I felt the love too. I mean, yeah, they're, they're poking fun, but this is somebody who also understands and gets the bands and likes them generally, which is how I think they were able to be so accurate with, I think, the style of music.
1: Yeah, I think the the Catherine O'Hara Eugene Levy song is like pretty authentically. So, I mean, it's supposed to be like a touching song, and the kiss. I know there there's that joke joke in there, but I really think it was played to be like, whoa, this is like pretty heavy, you know, like no, that's the dramatic Catherine, moment. They cut to the people who were like, oh, when they kissed, that kiss was like the biggest thing in the world, you know, whenever they kissed on whatever show it was. But, like, then to see the reunion and ha- them have the actual kid like, that was, like, kind of touching. It really was. It was. Well, it was.
0: It, it worked. All of that. The, the emotional beats worked. Because that wasn't supposed to be funny. You see, like, Michael Keane's like, oh, I know and the this song. the song's not the funny, funny either.
1: The song was, like, I think written as, like, a true folk love song, you know. It
0: was, right. It was nominated for an Academy Award. And I think it's a great oh, song. Oh, was it Really? Yeah, yeah, that was the one I referenced in the, in the oh, clues right, right. last time. Sure,
1: sure, sure.
0: And you see, everybody's like, what else is going to happen? Are they going to kiss? And everybody comes back and wants to see, are they going to kiss or not? Yeah. And that's the only, like, real bit of drama in the movie is, like, will they kiss or not? Um, And they do, and it's sweet, and it works, and, yeah, the crowd likes it, and it's fun. And then they all do a big number, and the, the number at the end isn't really all that funny. It's just celebratory. They're, they're celebrating folk music, the one where everybody comes on stage and plays. Like, yeah, we're not. they're not trying to be funny with that. It's like, hey, we're... We like this music. Yeah, it faded away because all music genres fade away, really. But now it's like retro and it's fun and uh, no, well, it, no. What
1: was the retro joke? It's like if we oh, had the, done the it then, that would have been retro. <laughs> Doing it now,
0: it's an outro. Or? or if we did it then, it would have been <laughs> now. Now <tro>. it's retro, <laughs> uh, but then it's also kitschy and not, you know, yeah, arguing about what to wear. Um, no, it's great. I mean, yeah, I, my biggest thing is yeah, I, I would have wanted more of the movie. Yes, cut out Jennifer Coolidge or. Role if is, we uh,
1: to do it now would be retro. To do it then was very nautro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: um, no, yeah. It's just a great bit of riffing from those guys who've done improv together for a long time and really, really great. And it, I, I also every they're time not hearing, quite as
1: good as as the Pot of Dreams, but they're close. I mean, we're yeah, they'll, probably they'll get a level someday. Improv. I, was,
0: I and Harry Shear, I always hear Principal Skinner, you know, from The Simpsons. I just can't ever escape that. Like,
1: oh, my close my yeah. eyes
0: for a second, it's like. No, maybe it's the kids who are out of touch because he's just got that distinct bassy voice. Um, but I mean, they, they spent so much time on the outfits and the, the costumes and the looks of the characters. And I generally, again, liked every character. Um, even the dopey ones. Um, just, yeah, it's just for good. <laughs> and it, just Eugene Levy having a conversation with, uh, the guy who's like, no, you gotta, gotta show up. It's a process one day at a time. And there's just people having hardcore sex in the room next door and they just look at each other off. they like, Nobody knows what to say, and that works comedically. Like nobody needs to say anything witty. It's just two characters, like, "Oh, I don't know what to do." <laughs> They're very loud and aggressive next door. Um, but hey, I mean, what would you, what, what rating would you give this? Where are we at here?
1: See, I've vacillated between three and a half and four. I probably settle on a four. I, I mean, I. Uh, Spinal Tap's probably a five star comedy. I think if it's I, flawless. What's yeah. what's the flaw with with? So I mean, this isn't as good as Spinal Tap. No, so, I, I agree Yeah,
0: and it's not as good as Best in Show either. Um, and it's weird probably
1: I, maybe three and a half. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's probably three and a half. Comedy's yeah, I mean, think, tough. Comedy's tough because like like do the jokes work? And for the most part, they did. I found it funny and. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was kind of an interesting movie and it's a music. I love music and so yeah, I mean three and a half four in that range yeah I, uh,
0: it's, it's interesting because you got me rehyped for it because this movie like I really enjoyed watching it. I had a great time. I was like man, I, I laughed. I felt for the characters. Um, it's like man. I Actually, really appreciate-
1: Fred Willard. It's Fred Willard brings it to a four star just for his. And he's hard. See, that's the other thing is whoever is deciding to put Fred Willard in these movies, they use him the exact right amount. Correct. I think I think any more would maybe be too much. But whenever he pops up, he's in like four scenes of this movie. He's so great. So four for Fred Willard.
0: Okay. Yeah. And that. Well, that's the thing is like they do get the balance generally right. I mean, I know you want more folksmen, but like, okay, they balanced, did a pretty good job. I guess if the new Main Street Singer stuff didn't land as much, okay. But they, they really tried to balance it out pretty well, and they get the right amount of Fred Willard, you get the right amount of sen- sentimentality um, with Catherine O'Hara's character. Yeah, Eugene Levy's character performance, it's tough to quantify, but I, I, mean, I just think I he didn't, was autistic. I just
1: didn't get it. I didn't I get was it. I like, this
0: guy's got to be autistic. That's the only explanation is he's playing a man who's literally autistic. Um, that's the only thing that makes any sense because he's very, very little and just describes things in, in, in a very rudimentary way. But it, yeah, it's it's his his is jarring. I mean, yeah, I, I guess I am a little ambivalent about his performance because it is tough. But I kind of like I enjoyed watching it. And then I kind of it kind of escaped my mind. It kind of got a little ephemeral, and I kind of had to, like talked myself into a lower rating. Now you talked about it again. He got me hyped up, so I, I, I'm I'm probably I will go four. I was going to go three and a half, but you you kind of talked me up to a four. I mean, this is a really good, this is a 20 year old comedy. I mean, this movie came out 20 years ago and I got some real laughs out of it. Yeah. Even a few laughs is probably enough to me to justify it being a good movie. And I got, Sorry, it had a you
1: not seen this before?
0: Correct. I have not seen okay. it before.
1: All right. So it was a, a first time watch for you. you it's part
0: of why I was like, I, yeah. I love best in show. Why not check this out? Um, I think it will be great. Uh, you know, I, that sounds up my alley. And right? I think these guys are good. That performance on Conan was great. I mean it was genuinely, genuinely funny. And the, their cover of Start Me Up was great. They did, I mean, they did a folk cover Start Me Up and it's it's worth a watch on YouTube. If you do folksman start me up. You like folksmen, you'll you'll like the, the conan. You'll like the song and their appearance afterwards. Um it's really great stuff. But uh I'm glad I'm glad you liked it, it makes me happy. My favorite thing isn't arguing with you, Eric. It's it's finding a movie that you haven't seen before that you like. That's the that's the best part of this. So I'm glad.
1: I can't do my work. <laughs> What happened? <laughs> what happened? I got the wet wagon. <laughs> I don't know what that one was. Uh, hilarious. Like, and people would laugh,
0: and it just, people <laughs> thought that was so funny. It's like, man, this guy is.
1: <laughs> I, I said, oh, it's it's the little out. things,
0: the way he whispers, like, I was on a show in 1970,
1: bro. No, I just, like, uh, he, yeah. he does that, like, yeah.
0: okay, buddy, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you didn't say the year. We thought you were a young guy, and you, you kept us with that. Um, so just, just great. Um, so yes, a, a strong recommend. It's not streaming, or you got to pay for it, but it was I, three dollars or whatever, well spent. I you know, had a good time. And it's, it's an hour and a half. It's not super long. Strong recommend. But Eric, I need to figure out what are we, what are we watching next?
1: Okay, I will give you some clues. See if you can guess it, um, and we'll go from there. I think okay. so are we are we gonna announce we're gonna have a little bit of a hiatus? Oh hiatus. Sure. Yep, all right.
0: Yeah, we're gonna take a little break. We're transitioning to it's getting to be football season, so we're gonna transition to spending a little more time and energy talking Big Ten football. So if you're a big fan of Big Ten football, that's coming back. If you're not, sit tight. We're just hibernating. Football will end and we'll we'll go back to talking about movies. Well, but uh We
1: I think we've officially called this season two. Of the oh, pod yes. dreams, so we'll take a break and then we'll probably finish season two towards the end of the year, and then maybe sure. start season three. Is that happening? Maybe. We'll I hope see. so. Stay tuned. I want more. But yeah, the same feed, right? Same uh, stream feed, yep, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Same. If fat, you, listen, same time. We pod. If you yes. listen, we'll keep If you listen, we'll keep on. Yeah. Keep listening. We'll keep on. Okay, all right, well, so we'll announce what our next movie is, so if you're listening to this in sequence, if you, you know, going through the whole catalog, which most people do, you know, the thousands oh, yeah. of people that listen to this are, you know, mostly going through, you, you want to do we it in sequence. we got a lot sequence. of completions, right. You yes. to do it in sequence.
0: Episode one, get yourself to episode 67 or whatever episode we're on. Oh, yeah. Yep.
1: So for our next episode, I'll I'll give some clues. Ben's going to try to guess it, play along, or not. But here we go. Clue number one. We kind of always do the year that the movie is released. This movie was released in 1973.
0: Woo, we're going way back. Okay. All right. Well, I could make a guess, but I'm not going to guess. I need more.
1: All right. Uh, okay. So this movie is based on a novel.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. A direct sequel is being released this year. In 2023, to this movie. direct sequel from the movie. It will be a direct sequel. Okay.
0: Tickle me pink,
1: I don't know. No, so did that throw you off? Yeah, I have no
0: idea. No, I have no idea.
1: Okay, um... So... Sorry, hold on a second. So this movie was actually released... The Day After Christmas in 1973. I don't know if that's a separate clue or continuation of the first clue, but um, famously released The Day After Christmas. Okay. Uh, Adjusted for inflation, this movie made more money than The Godfather, which was released two years before it. Okay. Okay. Nope. Still no guess. No. Um. Okay. Well, I, was that five clues or uh,
0: four. four clues? I think it was four. I think. Give okay. me
1: one more. Uh, one more clue. So, um, all right. Stephen King once said that this movie is uh symbolizes Vietnam. Symbolizes it's a, Vietnam. Symbolism for Vietnam or a metaphor for Vietnam. And the, the Watergate scandal That actually probably throws you off More than gets you closer to uh,
0: What in the world uh, it's, So it's obviously it's not about Vietnam necessarily Maybe it nope. is But anyways it's symbolism nope. So it's, it's not it's,
1: about Vietnam Yeah it's, it symbolizes Vietnam uh, it's, It doesn't star it, At the time it didn't star any famous actors
0: Okay
1: uh, The director of the movie just died like yesterday.
0: Uh-oh, I don't think I know who this director that just died is. Tell me, who's the director?
1: William Freakin?
0: Is this The Exorcist?
1: The Exorcist, yep. Hasn't
0: so been for, heard a bunch?
1: has there a two, bunch of sequels? Right, this is what's confusing. So, David Gordon Green, the guy that did the Halloween movies, right, the reboots, the ones that just came oh, out. Oh, God, he, he, no thanks. He, he made it so as if they were direct sequels to the original Halloween, excluding all the other ones that came out, he's doing the same with the Exorcist movie. So this Exorcist movie that actually comes out in September of 2023, you maybe have seen previews for it, I have, uh, is supposed to be a direct sequel from the first one without reference to any of the actual sequels that came out.
0: So not Exorcist 2, The Heretic, or whatever the sequel Which is? Which I've involved. never
1: seen any of the Exorcists. I've
0: not sequences. seen, no, and I don't... I, I don't but need to I'll see. Still, they made the William perfect Freak,
1: Exorcist movie in 1973. I don't, know, I thought, don't need any more. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's discuss Spoiler it. Spoiler alert,
0: I love the movie. I'm excited to talk about it. I don't need any William sequels. William Freakin just
1: died yesterday. Um, so I thought, what a perfect time, plus the sequel's coming out. It has a lot of synergy. I haven't seen it in a very long time. Um, I think arguably the scariest movie, maybe, ever made. Oh, this movie's
0: never scared, but it's fine. We'll talk about it. This movie's never really scared me all that much, but I love it. It hasn't really... I didn't see it at a time. Maybe the it would greatest
1: out. horror movie ever made. I don't know. Well, in the conversation.
0: Sure. Some people would say that. I know some people that love it. Some people would say The Shining. Some would say there's a whole long list of movies that would get consideration. Um, no, Exorcist. All right, great. I haven't talked to the ex- seen The Exorcist in a while. Great excuse for a rewatch.
1: So I, just reading Wikipedia, there's some interesting things about when it was released. Like I said, the day after Christmas, which was kind of a, a tricky thing when there's satanic rituals and exorcisms. That's when people involved. were only more bothered by this kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: Now there's been a bazillion knockoff exorcist movies. Well, and also how Eric Lane
1: gigantic hit of a hit this movie was. Like, insane oh, yeah. how much it made, how much money it made. Um, ran in the theaters for over two years, I believe.
0: Oh, Crazy. man. What a time to be alive when movies can do that.
1: Well, we might be approaching that because of the writer's strike. I've I've heard that maybe oh. you no... Know, and the actors strike that maybe they're not going to release any new movies. So like Barbie and Oppenheimer and mission Impossible and all those movies are going to stay in the theater for a very long time. Cause they're nothing's going to be released cause they can't promote it. So oh, okay. there's no talk shows and the actors can't go on whatever to promote it. So. Okay. Fascinating. Anyways, all right. the exorcist, uh, I think it's, not streaming anywhere. I have a DVR from Turner Classic Movies, which is how I'm going to watch it. But you're going uh, to fast forward through the commercials. Uh, well, it's the not the T- commercials? TCM's great. They don't. It's it's the theatrical releases. They often don't do commercials. You got the intro by uh, what's what's the guy's name? The TMC guy or TCM guy, whatever. He does like an intro and talks about the history of the movie. It's great. And he does okay. like a thing at the end of the movie. I love it. Just Big fan just- of Turner Classic Movies.
0: Okay. Sounds great. All right, so when we meet again, The Exorcist. Bye, everybody. What happened? You can't say that.